Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, NG Marcus Grant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Grant Barfield, uh, he's doing his civic duty. Ugh. He got called to jury duty. Does anybody like getting jury duty? Like, did, You know what? I, do, do you get that letter in the mail and you're like, oh my God, I got I'm, jury duty. I met a guy once, because I this was years ago when I got picked to serve on a jury. Uh-huh. Um he was like semi excited about it, mostly because his job would pay him his full salary, his full wages for like an unlimited amount of time. Right. And he really didn't want to be at work. So he was actually like oh at the God. courthouse, like actively trying to get on a jury. Dude, la- <laughs> last year, I think I told the story on the podcast, but like I was in the jury pool for like this murder case where the guy had also cut something off of the oh, victim okay. that's, and that's enough i was like i don't want anything to do with this it was in downtown la if you ever been in downtown la there's a lot of weird people down there and i was not in my comfort zone at all and i was one of the last jurors to get removed so i got excused i i, I may have let out a little bit of a cry of joy after i got it out of that out of that courtroom man because i wanted nothing to do with that yeah uh, hell no i actually i, I have a summon so i may actually end up oh my to be gosh. there next week potentially um We'll see. I like I said, I I did it a few years ago. It was pretty miserable. I had to uh, 
It was like a three-week trial about check fraud. Um, oh, God. Uh, the end result, I think we found the guy guilty on 11 of 13 counts of check fraud. Um, but that's like three weeks that I won't ever get back. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping. Good luck to you, Graham. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, if hopefully you are are fortunate enough to not have to sit on a trial. Uh, if so, hopefully it is a speedy one, or at least it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, look, the Super Bowl is on Sunday. You might have heard. Uh, so that's pretty much going to be the bulk of the show. We're going to go through kind of a fantasy preview for those of you playing DFS this weekend. Uh, some, you know, just kind of some big questions for I, for both of the teams. Uh, and then I got a few either ors. And then just, uh, you know, at the end, we'll we'll pick our winner. We'll pick our score. We'll do some bold predictions. We'll talk about some of the weird prop bets that. Uh, you are so subdued for a 49ers fan. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't think you I'm going to really get nervous. Are. I'm not going to get nervous till till like, you know, Sunday. Look, look I'll, I'll say this. My 30th birthday present to myself, I decided I was going to take a like a two and a half, three week trip to Brazil all by myself. Mm-hmm. Nobody with me. I don't speak Portuguese. I don't really know anything about the country. You would think that like, hey, maybe like you would think twice about this whole thing. I didn't get nervous. Until I got on the plane, at which point it was like <laughs> sort of like, oh, well, it's too late now. I'm going. I'm, I'm you know, we're about to take off. So this is a bad time to get nervous. So, yeah, I feel like Sunday I might get a little bit amped up. But uh, right now I'm, I'm, I'm OK. So uh, before we do all that, though, we'll go behind the glass. Talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Murph, what's up? I was going to ask uh, if has your nervous level changed? Well, you already accomplished that. So we'll stick with the, the theme of uh, Graham missing today's pot with the, uh, the, jury, with the duty. jury duty. This is. <laughs> Uh, I'm still in a bit from Dave, but I want to hear your guys' answers. What is like something in your life that's a minor inconvenience that you find the absolute worst? Like a DMV trip. I was gonna say that was the first thing I thought DMV of. Yeah, trips up there, like, but just stuff <laughs> you have to do grocery shopping on certain, like on a weekends, awful. Like, like I, the Costco over here on uh, in Dude, Marina, the worst place to go. I was just thinking go, about that too. That's pretty bad. DMV, yeah. uh, DMV's the worst though. DMV's bad. I mean, car tune up at like a Valvoline. Things, I hate that. Things on a day to day, like. Like emptying the dishwasher. Oh yes, right. Dishes are, dishes are terrible. Like emptying the dishwasher, or like, I don't mind like, you know, actually putting the laundry in the washer and dryer. It's folding. Folding it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know what is one of the worst for me? As you mentioned that, trying to fold that stupid fitted sheet. sheet. Yep. I, uh, I I end up rolling the damn thing up and be like. Throwing it in the closet, I've I'm got, done. I've gotten halfway decent. I suck at it. I hate it. I mean, I don't love it, but I can, I can do it halfway it decent. It drives me nuts. Packing and unpacking from a trip. Oh, the, the unpacking. Suitcase stays there in the room forever. Packing is fine. It's the unpacking yeah. part that sucks. You don't want to take it out. There's right. so many things that, as humans, we just don't want to do. What's funny, too, about the, and about the jury duty thing is that, uh, and we've talked a lot on the show because we're as good as a TV podcast as we are fantasy, but we love like true crime and those like Netflix binge-worthy shows, mm-hmm. but when you get called to go to a jury duty, you yourself You're don't like, want to do it. Oh, the country yeah. loves crime as a whole. <laughs> when you are actually involved and are on the panel, right. you don't want to be part of it. By the way, did you watch the Aaron Hernandez? Of course I did. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think? I... I thought it was an interesting viewpoint from that. Their the documentarian's uh, point of view was was odd. I think uh, they they try definitely try to push a certain th- a couple things on on the viewers, but um, I'll I'll just leave it at that. I'm not sure if we're we are in the right sp- uh, place here. To talk <laughs> yeah, about that's right. right. But, it was yeah. it was weird too because like. Uh, I lived in Burlington, Connecticut for a while, which is right near Bristol. So some of the shots that they had of that area, like I've driven through there like a million times. Wow. So. The one positive from there, though, was the highlights from that uh, that Florida Gators team, and you think, wow, that entire team like went to the NFL. That team was loaded. Was loaded. Yeah. That team was absolutely yeah. loaded. Yep. Man, who would have thought? All right, uh, let's switch gears and uh, let's do some news.
actually want to start kind of go off book a little bit, something I didn't put in the rundown, but that popped up uh, yesterday. Uh, Bill O'Brien apparently is the supreme ruler down there in Houston now. Yeah, dude. He has been given the title of general manager to go along with head coach. So, I mean, literally he does everything except sign the checks down there, it seems like now. And it seems odd. I mean, it's not like he's had a whole ton of success even as a head coach. (laughs) You know, the Texans make the playoffs. They get knocked out. They're going to go down in history as blowing the biggest lead in a playoff game. And blowing it it quickly. Yeah, in the first half. half, Hey, whatever, man. Um, So, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Uh, we'll, We'll see what this means. Look, I know last year they they went without a general manager, and I guess they felt like that worked well enough, so they just decided to hand the title to Bill O'Brien. Um, yeah, it's it's strange. Yeah, um, I know a lot of the Twitter jokes basically centered around saying that the GM and the coach will pretty much you know think the same on things. They will be of one mind. On yeah, right. there was a lot of people on Twitter after the Texans had blown that game, that were thinking, oh, O'Brien's gone now. Right. <laughs> you, can't, nope. you can't blow a lead like that in the playoffs and survive. Not only did he survive, now he's the GM. You got a raise. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. oh, well. So, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what comes to that. But I thought that was an interesting story that popped up uh, a little bit yesterday afternoon. Um, More on-field-related stuff. Jay Glazer of Fox was kind of the first on this one. He says the Chargers have moved on from Phillip Rivers. And after 16 seasons, uh, Rivers will no longer be a Charger. There were reports recently that he has moved his family from Southern California to Florida to get back closer to where he and his wife are from. Um, We don't know what this means for him in terms of where he's going to play next year. He is going to hit free agency. Fabs, I would think there will be some takers out there. The Mm -hmm. question is... Will any of these teams be interested in him as a starter? And if so, I mean, does he really have anything left? So I was talking to uh, our pal Matt Money Smith a little bit earlier on today. Of course, he's the he's the radio voice of the L.A. Chargers. And he he seemed to think that Rivers had sort of eyed on to the Titans because when Mariota lost the job and they and and, and Tannehill came in mm-hmm. because it would be sort of like, you know, close to where he's going to be living, you right. know, and. I don't know, though, because now Tannehill was so good, you know, got him to the divisional round of the playoffs and he's a free agent. They could franchise him, Mm -hmm. but you could also make the argument that they won't give that money to Tannehill. They'll bring in Rivers for a couple of years. They'll eventually draft somebody and Rivers will be the bridge. But I mean, there's the, the quarterback. Offseason is going to be very interesting, right? Because, you know, outside of having, you know, Burroughs come in and, and uh, there's so many different moving parts like, OK, Rivers is gone. Now, did the Chargers bring in Tom Brady, which has been a rumor, bring him in for two years, give him a boatload of money because they got to put butts in that new stadium right. when they play? The Rams won't have any problem with that. The Chargers, uh, typically the, the opponent has more fans in the stadium. <laughs> right. At least that's been the case for them the last couple of seasons. But did they bring Tom Brady in? I mean, Jameis Winston, you know, he, he could potentially be on the move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be a very interesting offseason as it pertains to the quarterback position. And Rivers will find a starting job, I would think, somewhere. You know, if Winston leaves Tampa, does does Rivers go there? Mm-hmm. I, th- there's, th- there's any number of scenarios. But I, I would think Rivers is not going to go someplace where he's not going to be the starter. That's kind of what I think, too. Although, I mean, look, by the time he was done i mean the end of this year yeah it didn't look good there was legit talk of him getting benched yeah i mean that's how bad things were and so i just wonder where he goes like because 
I don't think it was a question of scheme. I don't think it was a question of the talent around him. There are plenty of talented players on that mm-hmm. Charger offense, so I don't think that was the They have a lot there. of talent, yeah. Yeah, so I just I wonder, you know, after 16 seasons, I mean, father time comes for us all, uh, except Frank Gore. Um, yeah, except for Frank Gore. Except exactly. Frank Gore. Um, yeah. I just wonder how much there is left. And, and you talk about the quarterback market too, right? There are a lot of older guys out there. I mean, yeah, there are. Breeze is, is technically a free agent. He's, he's staying in New Orleans. He probably he's retiring, is. yeah. Right. Uh, but he's going to be a free agent. Tom Brady, obviously, we know he's going to be a free agent. Who knows yep. what he does? Rivers. Uh, and then there are just guys that are, are question marks between, you know, Jameis Winston. I mean, Mariota is a free agent. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. is a free agent. Case Keenum. I mean, they're just... I feel like there are no sure things on the quarterback free agent it would, market. It would be really weird to see Brady in another uniform. For me, like right. it would be like Emmett Smith going to the Cardinals. I was like, what the Emmett Smith? Yeah, that was Cardinals. Weird. Yeah, that's just, just so strange. That was weird. But I think it's going to end up coming down to to you know dead presidents because if the Patriots decide, well, we're not giving Brady you know a big two year deal, mm-hmm. and the Chargers decide, well, we need to put fans in the seats, right? We'll give them. Two years and 60 or 70. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I we'll mean, see. I still, I mean, I know that's that's the argument, right, is that Tom Brady potentially brings fans in there. I guess I'm still questioning that just because, one, it's it's L.A., so you can see celebrities everywhere. It's not like you need to you know buy a ticket to see somebody like Tom Brady hanging out. The other part is, yeah. uh, I mean, if they're not winning in L.A., people just they have a good team, up. though. They have a they lot do. of talent. They do. They do have a lot of talent there. I just, you know, I just know that if, you know, in Los Angeles, it, it takes a winner to bring. Because there are just so many other options for your entertainment dollar. Yeah. And if you're not being entertained, like, you're going to go do something. Like, I mean, look, it was 75 degrees yesterday in Los Angeles. It was nice. In late January, yeah, right? So nice. there are always something, there's always something to do here. So I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting, as you mentioned, uh, uh, interesting quarterback. Yeah, it is. Offseason. Very interesting. Um. The Chiefs obviously are playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday, and as part of what they call opening night now, what we used to know as as media day, I guess, uh, LaShawn McCoy says he has no plans to retire yet. Now, I went back and looked in the two playoff games that the Chiefs have played this year. I think he's played one snap. Um, yeah, he's... I don't think he has any touches. They have they have gone all in on Damian Williams again, right. which they did at the end of last season, uh, partially due to injuries, but... They are all in on Damian Williams here at the end of this season, and he will be their featured back. And I, I don't know if McCoy is going to end up any place that is going to allow him a chance to be fantasy relevant. But right, I mean, we we've seen the wheels come off. I, I mean, I, you know, I think in it's what we see more often than not. I mean, there are plenty of guys who retire at the end of every season, but there are just as many, if not more, guys where the league sort of retires you. Right, right, where at some point. The phone just stops ringing, and, and teams aren't interested in. That's Bryant, right? Or, or at least if they are interested in you, it is you know in a very limited backup role. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm curious to see if that's something he will take because obviously this year, you know, uh, he he really didn't get a lot of work in Kansas City, and as you mentioned, he has been an afterthought so far in the postseason. And I just don't know that at any point anybody's going to spend any kind of significant money to bring him in. And certainly I don't see any team giving him a significant role in their offense. So, I mean, I guess if he's willing to come back somewhere and play a backup, a backup role, then Mm -hmm. I I guess he still plays, but otherwise I I just don't know. Yeah. Um, George Kittle 
reportedly has played the last two seasons with a torn labrum. Uh, the only question I have about this is, like, how good could he have been if he was completely healthy? I know, right? <laughs> that's, all, that's all I want to know. Yeah, I mean, he, he's really emerged as uh, Travis Kelsey is still the number one tight end in fantasy football, but you're going to see George Kittle maybe even next season sort of usurp him as the guy who gets picked first at that position. Mm-hmm. And to think that he's been doing all this, you know, with that labrum. The torn labrum. I know. Man, that's just, that's amazing. Um, so uh, that's all. I mean, look, you're still going to draft Kittle very early. He's still going to be productive. I'm just like, man, if this dude was completely healthy, just the, the numbers would have been maybe even more off the charts. Who yep. knows? So there you go. That is uh, pretty much everything you need to know. That was the news. So you might have heard there's a football game on Sunday. Big one. They're playing down in Miami. The Joe Montana Bowl. The, I, I prefer to call it the Steve Bono Bowl. Oh, come on. Maybe the Elvis Gerback Bowl. Uh, we'll see. I don't know if you saw last week Joe Montana basically saying, "Yeah, my team's going to win." Exactly. I guarantee. But see, when when, when I hear Joe say, "My team," you think the Forty ers You think the Forty ers Right. I mean, that is that is where he became famous. That is what that's the team he's more identified with. But, yeah. You know, it was funny. It was sort of like you know before the national championship game. You know, people are everybody saying, "Yeah, the Tigers are going to win the, the Tigers are going to yeah right yeah right. yeah yep. sort of same thing." Uh, anyway, uh, a few of the big questions for both the Forty ers and the Chiefs, and then a few little either or. Uh, uh, things that may happen uh, that we think might happen uh, in the game. The first one, starting on the 49ers side, will Jimmy Garoppolo have to do things this week? I mean, he got away with eight. He got away with eight pass attempts last week, and it was fine. I mean, the Niners rolled. They they stomped out the Packers, uh, and he didn't have to do much. I would think that he's going to have to do something this week. Well, as a 49ers fan, you kind of hope he doesn't, right? Yes, you kinda, no. you, you because what do the Niners want to do? They want to play good defense. They want to keep Mahomes off the field. Right. And they want to run the football successfully with Mostert and uh, Tevin Coleman and Breida right. Coleman still dealing Whoever with, it is, yeah. with, with the ailment there. So so you really want Garoppolo to sort of just manage the game, not turn the ball over, make a few big throws. Right. You know, he's obviously going to be targeting George Kittle, obviously, uh, quite a bit. Maybe a big player or two to Debo. We'll see what happens. But I feel like 49ers fans would sort of prefer that Garoppolo isn't put in a position where he needs to throw the ball 50 times because that's probably right. not going to end well. Yeah, if he's got to throw it that many times, something really went wrong. Yeah. I will say that for, you know, just talking to friends and other people who are 49er fans, I think there is still a level of confidence that that he can still be a part of the game and not have it necessarily be a disaster. And I think people point to that game in New Orleans, right, where he yes. threw for... 350 basically and had four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a big game he had against uh, the Cardinals. I think it was the Thursday night game against Arizona. Um, that was, yep. I think, the game where Kenyon Drake uh, announced his presence to the world. Yeah. But, you know, Garoppolo had over 400 yards and the Niners won. So it is possible. Now, uh, I think all Niner fans would prefer that he doesn't target uh, opposing linebackers occasionally. Yeah, exactly. He, he right. sometimes has a problem with that. Um, but I think. You know, look, their game plan is obviously to run the football, but I don't I don't think people would panic if he has to throw the ball 20 to 25 times. I think that's that's right. Yeah. I mean, you you get up into the 30s and then you start then you start worrying. Oh, boy, you know, trying to uh, come back and and eliminate a deficit. If if it may not be the best scenario for Garoppolo and the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, I think if it turns into Garoppolo v. Mahomes, then maybe they're in trouble. Right. Yeah. Um, So you sort of touched on it. I mean. Tevin Coleman, his status for the Super Bowl is still up in the air. He's mm-hmm. dealing with a dislocated shoulder. I mean, we know what Raheem Mostert can do. We've seen it, uh, you know, we saw it in the NFC Championship game. 
Will we see Matt Breida at all? He is he has barely been a possible thing the Niners have done in the Yeah, playoffs. I mean, possibly. Maybe they they bust him out a little bit. We know he's a playmaker. We know he's a guy who's who's got a yard a very high uh yards per carry average who can take it to the house anytime he touches the football. And if Coleman is at less than hundred percent and uh that that looks like it's gonna be the case here, we could see a little bit more of Matt Breida. And again, I feel like the 49ers game plan is pretty obvious they want to run the football they want to they want to play ball control they want to keep Mahomes and that ridiculous offense off of the football field so you could potentially see a lot more of Matt Breida than we've seen lately depending on what happens uh, with Coleman but I do believe that this is going to be uh, you know a heavy Mostert game he has proven that he's the best back on this roster Mm -hmm. and the 49ers have allowed him to put that team on his shoulders as they did against Green Bay and he, he is a guy that uh, I feel like Kyle Shanahan really, really trusts. And we saw that sort of in the middle of the season and then moving forward through the end of the season where Shanahan had come on and said, hey, man, he's he's really deserves and earned uh, a role as a top back here in this offense. And Kyle Shanahan's offenses, you know, one thing that we've always seen with those offenses, the running game is always successful. We've seen guys come out and put up great numbers that might not be the biggest names uh, in fantasy football or in the NFL, and Mostert uh, is, is certainly following suit. It's going to be really interesting in 2020 drafts because... Where Mostert goes. Which 49ers running back goes first. I would assume it's going to be Mostert, and where does he go? Right. That's going to be a, a big point of contention uh, among fantasy analysts next season because yeah. you are going to get some success in that Shanahan backfield, it happens every single season. Just so figuring out who, who. Um, as an aside, remember Jarek McKinnon? <laughs> I do. I mean, like, it just like I don't expect him to be back next year. He he just never could stay healthy. Yep. Uh, with the Forty ers and after a couple of years of that, I you know I just don't see him back. He's he's probably out of the mix. But you know we'll see. It's having Coleman, uh, Brita, Mostert, they'll all probably still be around there. Just man, the the McKinnon thing never worked out. I think the way never worked out, and he. And for for a lot of the same reasons I just mentioned, he was considered to be a pretty good fit and a guy who could potentially be a breakout candidate in fantasy. Could not avoid injuries. Just couldn't stay healthy. So we'll see if he ends up somewhere next year, but I'm I'm certain it won't be uh, in San Francisco. Uh, Will Emmanuel Sanders make a comeback? We haven't haven't really called his name a whole lot in the last few weeks. we haven't. It's been the Debo Samuel show when it comes to, you know, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, when it comes to the pass catchers. Um, We know that the Chiefs are very good against boundary receivers. Yep. Um, I mean, does he still get locked down, or does he figure out a way to kind of get loose this week? Yeah. You know, I I don't know. I mean, ever since since that trade happened, and he had a couple of big games, and people were like, oh, man, Emmanuel Sanders. He (laughs) won the NFL trade deadline. Right. Then then things kind of... You know, went downhill. He had that one, that one big game. I believe was that against the Saints, um, so. where he had that huge game. But other than that, I mean, he's really, he's really disappeared. And Debo Samuel, who is going to be on every analyst's breakout candidate <laughs> wide receiver position in 2020, uh, Garoppolo's gone to him more often. And clearly, you know, I, I think Kittle could see like 15 targets in this game. I really do. That you know, that really wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think he's going to see a. Bo- I mean, and this is not me making a bold prediction. It's George freaking Kittle. But I just really feel like that's Garoppolo's security blanket. We've seen games where Garoppolo has basically not thrown to anyone else but George right. Kittle. Right. And so, um, I, I really think you're going to get one big play from Debo. I think he's going to make a big play in this game because you know. I, 
I get it. You know, Kansas City has been tough against binder receivers. I just feel like Debo Samuel is going to sort of make his presence known in this game. You could see a touchdown from Kendrick Bourne. Uh, I just, Emmanuel Sanders has really sort of disappeared. Um, and, and I mean, the matchup isn't even, is actually pretty favorable. If you look at uh, uh, pro football focus, um, Sanders has the best matchup uh, this week of any wide receiver based on the, the primary defender. So, but I, I'm all in on Debo. Yeah. I, 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 Debo's become their guy. And uh, Sanders, as, as good as a player as he is, he hadn't really produced much lately. Yeah. I. You know, it's funny. You talk about the, the big George Kittle game potentially coming. I, I, I mean, I agree because one of the things we've talked about all year long with the Chiefs defense is that they tend to funnel everything toward the middle of the field. And, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to do that, that's that's kind of where George Kittle lives. Yep. Um, so if if you do that, then I think I think he is prone for a, a really big day. Uh, on the Chiefs side, Damian Williams against the Niners run defense. Who you got? I got the nine. I, I, I'm I, we're going to make our predictions later. Yeah. But I, I, I will say this, that uh, defense wins championships. Let's put it that way. Damian Williams, they're going to have to utilize him as a pass catcher out of the backfield, which way they obviously have had a lot of success doing. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who is a, a pretty good pass catcher. We've seen that over the last couple of seasons, even dating back to his time with the Dolphins. I don't know that he's going to have a lot of success on the ground. But they will try to get him uh, open in space, making some plays as a pass catcher. But I don't really know that the that the Chiefs are going to have a lot of success on the ground in this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think so. And look, what we've seen in the playoffs is that they haven't necessarily tried to have a lot of success. I mean, they have. Well, part of it is that they've fallen behind, so they kind of had to throw the football. Yep. Um, but they just have not run the football a lot when mm-hmm. they've done it. They've done it well enough to kind of keep the opposing defense off off their game. But yep. I would think that. Um, this is not going to be an easy task for them. Uh, we talk about Emmanuel Sanders sort of disappearing a little bit. Tyreek Hill's had better numbers, but he hasn't had Tyreek Hill type numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only had, I went back and looked, he's had one 100 yard game all season long. Now, obviously, yeah. he missed some time because of an injury, but uh, I mean, we know what he can do. Will, will he find room to do it against the Niners this week? I think he will. Uh, he'll be facing Emmanuel mostly uh, in this contest. Uh, yeah. Listen, the, again, the Chiefs offense has been so explosive in the playoffs. I mean, for most of the season as well. The The Niners have a much better defense. They win the defensive side of this battle here between themselves and the Chiefs. But I feel like Kansas City has to get Tyreek Hill going in this game. Mm-hmm. Get him uh, get him potentially uh, a big play. You know, go route. Um, let him try to take the top off of defense. So uh, I, I think this is going to be a higher scoring game. I don't know that it's going to be like 42-35. Right. But I think this is going to be on, on the, the higher end of the score. Um, and, and I'll give my prediction a little bit later on. But, yeah, I think Tyreek Hill uh, has a nice game uh, this weekend. All right. Uh, do you believe in Sammy Watkins? He had two big games in the play. I mean, one, Have he, I had, one he had like one really big play. And then like in the championship game, he had a lot of targets. Do I believe in him as a fantasy player? Or do I believe in him in this game? I don't know. I, I don't know that I believe in him uh, in this game. Um, he could be facing Quan Williams, which is not not going to be uh, a positive matchup for, for Sammy at all. So uh, he's not somebody that I'd be playing in playoff challenge. That's for sure. Right. Okay. Um, all right. So that brings me to some a few either or options. Mm-hmm. Here, right. Uh, okay. So first one. I mean, this may be the the most talked about matchup, I guess, if you will, in the Super Bowl. More receiving yards, George Kittle or Travis Kelsey? I know. <laughs> right? This is, this, is, this is the battle of the two best tight ends of fantasy football. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go with uh, George Kittle. 
Okay. Yeah, just ma- I mean, just matchup based. Um, San Francisco's defense, and, and I mean, Kittle's going to get his. I mean, let's let's you know, let's not let's mm-hmm. not get too crazy. But the 49ers, I mean, this is a defense. They were really tough on tight ends all season long, and I get it. Travis Kelsey is at a different level, um, but they they allowed an average of fewer than ten points per game to tight ends uh, overall this season. So, right. going to be tough sledding for Kelsey. He'll get his. But I think George Kittle is uh, is is going to have a, a very strong game. Kansas City fifth most fantasy points to tight ends allowed during the course of the regular season. Yeah, uh, look, I I think I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Niners try to get Kittle involved very early. Yeah. in this game as well. Um, very interested to see who ends up kind of lining up on on Kelsey. And, you know, the Niners like to play a lot of zone defense, but if they do have to go man to man, it certainly becomes interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, does he match up with Fred Warner, who's had a really good season? Do they try to put a corner on him? That that seems like a bad decision, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, more rushing yards. Patrick Mahomes, who's had 53 <laughs> rushing yards in, in each of the last two playoff games, mm-hmm. or Debo Samuel, who's kind of getting involved with like jet sweeps and end rounds. Yeah, I'm going to go Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the right <laughs> I'm going to go Mahomes, yeah. Yep. I, think, I think that's probably the right answer, mm-hmm. but I thought it was like, you know, I was trying to figure out which you know, how I could compare the two teams rushing wise, because, you know, the Chiefs don't run a ton. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, like you're not going to compare most to Damian Williams. That, of course. That seems like a no brainer. Um, right. So, yeah, I figured I'd throw that in there. But I think the answer is Mahomes. Yep. Um, he's been running a lot in the play. Yeah, dude. Which. Yeah. I mean, hell, he's he had. I mean, that that scramble that he had for that touchdown was that's going to go down in, in the history of, of, of NFL postseason is one of the greatest. That was insane. Yeah. Um, so, you know, look, if if this is the future for Patrick Mahomes as a running quarterback, then mm-hmm. suddenly, man, like Lamar Jackson is going to be the QB one drafted next year. Yeah. Uh, but yep. but, you know, hey, man, Mahomes should be fantastic. Not, not that he won't be already, but if he's running, man, that'll be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, bigger number. 49er sacks or Patrick Mahomes touchdown mm-hmm. passes? That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Uh, I'm going to say Mahomes touchdown passes. Yeah, I would think so too. Um, again, if, if Mahomes is scrambling a little bit more, then I think that makes him a little bit harder to sack. But, you know, you can imagine Nick Bosa and those guys are going to come after him. Uh, you know, they, they want to yep. try to try to disrupt him as much as possible, not make it easy for him to stand in the pocket and throw the football. So I think they might get him a couple of times, but I can mm-hmm. see Mahomes. Look, I can see a couple of 49er sacks, three Mahomes touchdown passes. Right. That's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Mahomes is right around three for TD passes uh, this weekend. And I think that's yeah, it's possible. Uh, more touchdowns. Mm. Raheem Mostert or Damian Williams? Because Williams isn't getting a ton of yards, but he keeps finding his way into the end zone. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mostert here, and you know I get it committee situation we don't know exactly how healthy Tevin Coleman is going to be but most has been a touchdown freaking machine yes and you look at the course of the regular season Kansas City uh gave up 15 touchdowns to running backs as opposed to the Niners who gave up seven uh tough team to face if you're a running back and and Mostert has certainly got the advantage when it comes to the matchup because Kansas City has not been great against running backs all season long yeah I think that's that's kind of an interesting point to the Super Bowl though right that the the thing that the Niners do well and want to do a lot is something that the Chiefs have had a tough time stopping right not I mean look fantasy wise we were sort of targeting the Chiefs defense when it came to running backs for a while and so look I, I know that they stopped Derrick Henry but they also were like primed to stop Derrick Henry. Yeah, that was job number one for Kansas City. The the Niners, I think, are a little more diversified offensively, and so that might make things a little. The bit only better. team in the league during the regular season that gave up more scrimmage yards to running backs per game was the Redskins. Kansas City's two. 
Wow. Okay. So that that could be really interesting there. So, yeah. Uh, there you go. That was a few, I think, you know, sort of interesting ones. I know there are going to be a lot of other things to watch. Yep. Um, you know, I'm sure if you've been watching Super Bowl coverage on NFL Network, of course, mm-hmm. uh, all week long that they've had plenty. I saw at one point they were, like, talking about kickers because I guess Harrison Butker has never kicked in Miami or something. Oh, really? I mean, I don't really know what that means. I don't either. <laughs> but, but that was a thing that I saw earlier in the week. Um, I guess, okay, sure. Um, he'll get to practice before the game, so I guess that's fine. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, just a few kind of last looks. Obviously, one of the big things are some of the, the weirder prop bets uh, for entertainment purposes only, of course. Uh, of course. Of course. Um, so I was just kind of scrolling through some of the interesting ones. The, maybe my favorite one that I found is, um, will the broadcast show the video of Andy Reid as a 13-year-old doing the punt pass? Ah, that's a good one. Uh, you can get odds on that one. Because that, to me, I always just love pulling that up, where he's like a 13-year-old giant standing next to some tiny I know. child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to go with no, that they won't show it. But I guess there's always a possibility. There's always a possibility, exactly, because it's funny. And people like seeing that kind of <laughs> stuff. So I, I've seen a bunch of them, too. Like, they have... Uh, the length of the national anthem. Uh, yeah, it opened yeah. at a minute fifty-five. Now it's at two minutes. Okay. Uh, total commercials aired. Um, opened at ninety-six point five, and now it's ninety-two point five. Who will air uh, the first commercial? Will it be Trump or will it be Bloomberg? Oh, there. That's also another another prop bet out there. Uh, obviously, you know who's going to be the MVP. Raheem Mostert opened at. Uh, uh, Plus twelve hundred, and now he's at right. plus seven hundred. There, there's a bunch I've, of them. I mean, you know, I've we'll, seen. Uh, I've seen. Will there be a power outage? Because the last time the oh, were in the geez. Super, last yeah, time yeah. the Super Bowl, the power went out in the Superdome. Yep. Yep. Um, will Kyle Shanahan blow a twenty-eight to three lead? Oh God! Which I'm sure Falcons fans really. Yeah. They don't. They don't really want to think about. And that. then they have which uh, Shakira song will be the first sung during the uh, halftime show? Uh-huh. Uh, which Jennifer Lopez songs will be sung during the halftime show? Okay. Um, I've seen that if a fan runs out onto the field, oh, who will geez. make the first tackle? Will it be security, a player, a team staff member, God. or potentially another fan? Which if a fan makes a tackle, well then that's right. That, that would be a little <laughs> right. That would be a little strange. Uh, yeah. Will there be a double doink on a field goal? Uh, they have that too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Will there be a double doink on a field goal? Um, you know, people. I, I mean, geez, there there are always you know stuff like you. Know, that, that kind of cross over to sports because there, there will be like NBA games or NHL games on. Right. You know, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. will there, you know, will Jimmy Garoppolo or, or will Patrick Mahomes have more pass attempts than I think, you know, will Russell Westbrook have shots or something like yeah, yeah. that? Yeah. Um, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I don't know. They're always fun. Um, but I've never made, done any of those. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not never, a betting man, but never like, done I've never done, done any either. of that kind of stuff. But I just kind of like scrolling through them to see like what the interesting ones are that are, yeah. that are out there this year. Yeah, there's there's always some interesting ones. I remember was it a couple of a couple of years ago? Um, it, it was like, what will be the bigger total? Tiger Woods's uh, final round. Mm-hmm. Uh, score or the combined score of the game. I think there is a Tiger Woods related. I've one. seen those as well. So yeah, I think there's uh, I think there's one Tiger Woods related this weekend as well. Uh, I don't I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there's one floating around out there. Uh, I mean, look, they're, they're all over. At this place. point, you, you know, if you are, if if you can think of it, if you can dream it, 
Uh, there's probably somebody in this country who's willing to. Is there a more wagered on sporting event? I doubt it. Right? You, you would think, I would doubt it. You would probably think this is the big one. Not that the NFL really wants that. but I mean, look, facts are facts. I, mean, right. <laughs> I, I, I would think that it is because even like, I mean, I'm just thinking of the other major sporting events, right? Like the, the, the World Cup is a, it's a tournament. Um, but I feel like people kind of watch that for national pride mm-hmm. and, and yeah. enjoyment of the sport necessarily. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the Kentucky Derby. But that's the whole purpose of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't just no one just watches horses run in a circle just just for the hell of it. Um, you know, you're usually picking a horse. Yeah, uh, a lot I, of I don't know. I've I've only gone to like one one or two horse races. I you know what? I, just, I went to the Derby a few years ago. Did you? Oh, it that's right. That's right. It's fun. It but that's a, a big event. It is a, a, big it's event. a huge yeah. event, and it was like you know my me and and some childhood long life you know lifelong friends. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we, yeah. We met up and we went, and it was. It was a blast. I would do it again. I would recommend it, even if you're not a horse racing person, just for the spectacle mm-hmm. of the whole thing. Um, you know, it was a, it was a great time. I would absolutely do that. Again. All right, Marcus, let's get your pick, man. Okay, right, the 49ers fan in All the right. house. What's the pick? Okay, so we're gonna do winner score and then any kind of bold prediction. And uh, Eddie, you can jump in on this too if you if you got it. So I guess because I'm the Niner fan, I will start. Yeah. Uh, I, and I will tell you, I am making this pick with my head and not my heart. I think the Niners win 30 to 28. Mm-hmm. And my bold prediction is that the Chiefs will be going for a potential game winning drive. It will end on a Richard Sherman interception. And then afterwards, after the game, he will go on Twitter and he will tweet at Darrell Revis, who took a shot at him uh, last week <laughs> or two weeks ago on Twitter during the NFC Championship game. So that's, wow. that's my bold prediction. All right. Well, I'm going 49ers 28, Chiefs 24. Okay. So. Decently high scoring game. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not not you've you've got a few more points going on there, uh, and my bold prediction is that the MVP is going to be Raheem Mostert. Wow. Okay. All right. I I said the Chiefs in the beginning of the playoffs were going to win this game, but every single day leading up to it, leading up to the game on Sunday, all I've been hearing is about defense wins. Defense, defense, defense. Trend, every Super Bowl trends towards defense. Um, the 49ers looked amazing, not only defensively, but the running game, and they have, I think, the best all-around tight end in football. It's just, uh, and I am I am de- actually pulling for Marcus. I want to see Marcus uh, oh, celebrate thanks. his team. <laughs> but I feel like uh, a loser if I go back on my pick. So my head says... The 49ers will win this game. My heart is going to stick with the Chiefs pick just because I already said it. Uh, the Chiefs win by, I don't know, it'll be like a 20-24 kind of close, uh, really, really close game. But I, I really I think that I would not be shocked in the least. The 49ers win. My bowl prediction will be, uh, let's say, orange Gatorade. And, uh, <laughs> okay. Orange. And um, my bowl prediction is that Patrick Mahomes does not play as well as everyone thinks. In this, game. okay, I think people are gonna like like oh, Mahomes is the anomaly to the quarterback position. He's you know he does very well versus top ten defenses. Uh, you know, two, three, four touchdowns potentially scramble over. I think that if the Chiefs win this game, it is actually not because of Patrick Mahomes. It, it'll be because uh, good defensive plays, which people are sleeping on the uh, the Chiefs' defense. It'll be because of their run game, which people have not talked about at all. It's all been about Kelsey, Tyree Kill, and Patrick Mahomes. So my bold, bold prediction is if the Chiefs still pull this off, it is not because of him. Okay. Um, I mean, that's something crazy, because remember last year, I mean, everybody thought the Rams' offense going into the totally. Super Bowl was going to be great. And I know. They, that game was a... Ugh. Ugh. I mean, they put up the few... What, they put three points? That was it? 
No, no, they, they, the, it was the, it was the fewest combined, fewest combined points, points. I know in that. the Super Bowl. The, the fewest uh, points by a team in the Super Bowl is the Miami Dolphins against my beloved Dallas Cowboys, twenty-four-three. They only had a field goal in that game. That was a uh, Bob Greasy versus uh, Roger Staubach. Yeah, but no, the the, uh, the Rams only had three points too. It was a uh, thirteen-to-three. So we all thought, eh, the Rams' offense is going to mm-hmm. be great, and yeah. uh, no, no, it was it was not great at all. So. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it. Hey, enjoy the game, everybody. I mean, this is it. This is the last NFL football game until, what, we get to, like, late July and we have preseason games? I know, right? Um, You know, I know that there's some of you out there who are hankering and jonesing for the XFL. You said you're going to play an XFL Fantasy League, Fabs? Yeah, why not? All right. I mean, I, I mean, you played an AAF league, I know, so why not? And I won that league, too, damn it. So, like, how I does that work, though? I know who was since, on the, since on the, the roster. didn't finish, like, <laughs> how did well, that work? No, it'd be so... So, uh, you know, our pal Todd Mossberg, um, we basically we basically decided that there was going to be a three way winner, which didn't make any sense because I was tied with two other teams for the best record. But I had the most points of all those teams. So I win. Right. But Mossy <laughs> Mossy wouldn't give me the satisfaction of, uh, of of taking home the towel. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to why not? I'm going to I do a one fantasy baseball league with a bunch of guys uh, that I've been doing the league with for years, uh, like Tristan Cockroft, Derek Pearson, some of the guys in the industry, um, Mike Clay. We have a little bit of fun with that. But why, why not? I mean, right. I, I'll go. I'll draft Carmen, uh, Cameron Artis Payne. Why not? All right. I you know <laughs> I'll do it. I don't care. It's fantasy, dude. I I, I got to find out who's I don't know that the XFL has their own fantasy product. I, I got somebody out there's got it. So. Somebody out there's got it. And I hear DraftKings is doing DFS for, for that wouldn't XFL surprise as well. Me. I know uh, I know our pal Evan Silva, he and, and, and Adam Levitan at their Yeah, site. they're doing content for that. They've got a ton of content. In fact, I, I don't know. Which if, is where I'll be going. I don't know if they're to figure pre- out who I'm drafting. I'm not sure if the preview guide is out yet. Or it's coming out soon. Uh, I would imagine it's got to be out by now, right? The league starts next Saturday. Yeah. First game is next Saturday. So uh, I would think that... uh, You don't want to do the league? I'm out. Come on. I'm going to watch out of curiosity's sake. I'm going to tune in occasionally, but... Eddie? Yeah, no. You want in? I'll definitely start watching. I'm not sure how quickly I could be in a league. I have to give it uh, give it the eye test first. I got to take a look. Yeah, I'll take a look after Super Bowl, so. and uh, maybe we'll definitely maybe do a little something. All right, yeah, cool. Just for the hell of it. Uh, hey, all right. As always, uh, we are done. Not as always, we're done, but we're done. Uh, we appreciate you downloading and listening as always. Enjoy the Super Bowl. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, if the Super Bowl is really the ultimate game, why do they play it again next year? We'll see you on Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.